0: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Wealth and Overdrive podcast. This is your host Harry Luca and Phil Bodine. How are we doing today, Phil?
1: Great as usual. Um, I woke up this morning. I have a pulse. I'm this side of the grass. It's going to be a good day,
0: man. I'm going to keep that motivation for me every single morning as well. <laughs> well, it could be 30 degrees where you're at, right?
1: Oh no, no, that's definitely no. We're we're bright and sunny today.
0: Sunshine and taxes, right? That's what California's all about.
1: That's why. That's why I moved here. (laughs) Well, state income taxes.
0: I I didn't really mean to bring up the topic of taxes because I know sometimes that can uh, put you in a bit of a fluster and a downward spiral. It is a
1: very sore subject with me.
0: (laughs) But it actually plays really, really well, um, or has a huge part to play into the conversation we're going to have today. Now, for those watching on the screen, you will see there is kind of a presentation that goes through this. But if all you're doing is listening through the podcast, first of all, we appreciate you very much for tuning in and hanging out with us today. Uh, you can either head over to the YouTube channel. It will be recorded and hosted over there, so you can always watch it with the presentation. If not, this presentation has been given around the country to very few select um, audiences and Phil has a very good way of explaining his way through that so you can still get through this presentation um, even if you can't see the slide right now. Today what we're going to be going over is probably a very, I'd say Phil, top three, top five question you get in the office, wouldn't you say? say?
1: Yeah, many people are are always asking me the, the common question to Roth or not to Roth. Uh would that, be a good title question, for right? this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> should I deposit money in an IRA or should I do a Roth? And what's the difference between the two? I I, I get this most often. And just so people know, we will
0: be answering that question after the slide. But what's most valuable about this today, and I think this is a very powerful slide in the fact that when this is given at any presentation, no matter where you are in your life financially, as long as you have a rough understanding of an IRA or a Roth IRA, I think when this is completed, people are always kind of left with their mouth hanging on the table. Wouldn't wouldn't you say so, Phil? It's kind of always a bit of an eye-opener.
1: Yeah, they they don't know what to believe. And when they don't <laughs> know what to believe, they they don't do anything. Uh so it 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 just this type of information needs to be discussed in front of a qualified advisor. Yes, um,
0: what is going to be shown here pretty much could stump any one of your financial professionals or uh, people that you seek advice from. Um, but at the same time, Phil has been us for well over thirty-three years. All these slides and his communication does go through compliance, and so this is very accurate in how this is presented. And Phil will go through a couple of disclaimers of why these numbers make sense and how they will make sense. So. On that note, Phil, I want to hand this over to you. What is the biggest difference between an IRA, or should we say, what are the differences with an IRA and a Roth
1: IRA? Oh, thanks, Harry. And again, every everyone's different, um, and different circumstances apply to different people. First, one needs to understand the differences between a Roth IRA and an IRA, which is an individual retirement account. In an IRA, these particular accounts, you deposit monies into with pre-tax monies. The monies grow tax-deferred, not tax-free. And then when you withdraw the monies from these accounts, they are taxed as ordinary income versus a Roth, After tax money goes in, they grow tax-free and then you can withdraw monies from the account tax-free. So big differences between the two and the mechanisms as to how they work. Does that make sense? It It does. So let me go through real quick. And let's use an example. And as Harry alluded to earlier in the podcast, if you want to stump your accountant and most advisors, just walk them through this exercise. So hopefully you'll get a chance to see the slide and walk through our numbers. First, let's assume the pre-tax IRA, we're going to deposit $30,000. Into this account, just make a one time deposit of $30,000. And we're going to assume that that account's going to grow by 7.2% for 10 years. Now, why did I choose 7.2%? Well, the rule of 72 means you divide that number into uh, the amount of interest that you're going to earn on a given account, and it'll tell you how many years it takes for your account. To double. So in this case, we put in $30,000 at 7.2% interest for 10 years. Our money would double from $30,000 to $60,000. That's a tax deferred value of $60,000. And let's just assume that your annual interest income, again, is 7.2% interest. Which your income off of that sixty thousand would be roughly four thousand three hundred and twenty dollars, and by the way, we don't get to keep all that. The taxman is first in line. We call the taxman the good hands people. They 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 need to be paid. So, as that money comes out of the account, let's just assume that this person is in a 33% income tax bracket. So if we would draw $4,320 from the account, we would owe a tax of $1,425.60, which our net income would equal $2,894.40. Still with me, Harry?
0: Absolutely, man.
1: Okay. So the other side of the coin would be the Roth. And in the Roth IRA, again, we would we really be able to, to deposit a full $30,000 into the account and compare apples to apples? No, we, we can't. We would have to pay tax on the money first. That money would then we would have net to invest 20,100. So assuming the same tax rate of 33% just like on the previous side, we can't deposit 30,000 into the Roth because we'd have to pay tax on that first and so we'd have net to invest 20,100 versus 30,000 on the IRA side. And the question I always pose to our audience is this. Which do you think will have more net spendable income? Question mark. The $30,000 that we were able to go all in into the IRA or the Roth IRA of $20,100. And there's really only two reasons people invest money. Uh, it's taken me over 30 years to figure this out. The only two reasons that people invest money is to spend it now or to spend, spend it in the future. Well, how did these two accounts spend? Let's, let's calculate that. Assuming for 10 years, the tax rate remains the same. And both accounts are invested in the same investment. And we have a withdrawal rate of 7.2%. Which do you think, which side do you think will have more net spendable income? The IRA side or the Roth IRA side? Harry, what is your assumption?
0: Well, I mean, I think many tend to lean on the IRA IRA side purely because it's the higher number just makes you feel that's where it's going to end up.
1: Right. There's more money compounding. There's more money deferred. And we're just essentially just deferring the enjoyment of the money to some other point in time. <clears throat> and we're going to do that for 10 years. But let's look at the Roth. We put in the 30000 we, we We paid the tax first. We had net to invest 20100 we invested that in the same investment as we did the IRA and we got 7.2% interest for 10 years which as we all know rule 72 means our deposit of 20,100 will double for 40 to 40,200 over a 10 year period. That's a tax free value of 40,200 over 10 years which spends better, assuming the same withdrawal rate. And both of these worlds have the same tax, the same investment, the same amount of interest, the same withdrawal rate. Everything remains the same. Lo and behold, the answer is the same. There is no difference. It's the same $2,894.40. Does that surprise you? Yes. Why does that surprise you? You would think, and most people think, I would have more money, more not spendable income in the IRA than the Roth. But however, if both sides remain the same same tax, same amount of interest being earned in both accounts, and the same withdrawal rate, we have the same amount of net spendable income. How in the world can that be?
0: More to the point, how has not this not been shown or educated in any other area? I'd imagine for many listening to this, this is Probably the first time you've seen this and so I imagine there's quite a few questions um I know Phil one of the the biggest questions you probably get is well what about um the actual tax rate itself what would happen if it went up or down on what affects that
1: exactly I mean we we live in an ever changing world I mean that is one of the guarantees in life well there are multiple guarantees in life one is death. <laughs> the other is taxes. We, we, That's one thing that's that's sure to go up. If you want to invest in something that's sure to go up, invest in taxes, <laughs> because we all believe that taxes are going to go up in the future. In this scenario, if taxes were to go up and didn't remain the same, You Obviously, you would lose on the IRA side. You would have less net spendable income. And thus, that's why most people today, especially while taxes are on sale today, it probably makes the most sense to pay tax now and deposit the monies into a never tax account, meaning the Roth IRA, because in the event I defer the tax, and tax rates were to go up in the future. Obviously, I would lose on the left hand side of the screen. I would lose in the IRA because I d- chose to defer the tax and pay the tax later. Just kick, kick that can down the road. In, in that event, absolutely. I, I, I would lose every time. If, however, conversely, if tax rates today were 80% and I could pull it out at a lower tax rate, I could win on the IRA side versus the Roth IRA side when it comes to net, uh, net amount of income that would be spent. However, I don't know too many people, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to retire in a lower tax rate. All that means to me, if you really believe the myth that you're going to retire in a lower tax rate, you just didn't plan for retirement. What do you mean by that, Phil? Well, you plan to be poor or you're <laughs> dependent upon someone else for income.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think
1: anybody plans to for failure,
0: Right. right.
1: Yeah, I want I've been doing this a lot of years, Harry. I've not yet met anyone that I've worked with over the years that actually retired in a lower tax bracket. I've I've worked with people that retired the same tax bracket, Mm -hmm. but not a lower tax bracket. So obviously we don't want to plan for failure and and we don't want to retire to. Uh, in a lower tax bracket, that's that's just planning for failure. So, so many, many people have you, have you ever had people, had people challenge you, you when then, they, they see this slide that, slide, that it just, just can't, can't
0: be true? true that that's, that's, there's no there's way, no that's, way possible. that's possible.
1: Uh, they actually get their calculators out and they they look at the math and uh, Phil, your your math is right. Uh, you know, I I would have thought the other way around, but uh, again, assuming both sides, everything remains the same. Tax rates remain the same. The uh interest remains the same. Withdrawal rates remain the same. There is no difference.
0: And I think, and the, I same think that that the same. And I think the same. That some that people will wind down thirty thousand dollars. It doesn't matter if it's two hundred, five hundred, or a million dollars. The math is, is, is the outcome. The isn't, that outcome that right? is isn't that
1: right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So regardless of what all the financial entertainers are telling you on TV, TV shows, radio shows. Be be careful, uh, be careful what you listen to. Uh, be careful what you employ when it comes to your own personal financial situation.
0: When and you bring up a good point, you know we, we we've even touched this a couple of times. You know when it comes to these financial entertainers, that's the people you see on TV pushing certain products or things on those lines, and and, and in we see on you know social media is one of these. Or why would someone push one or promote one over another, do you feel?
1: Um sometimes out of fear. I mean okay. a, a lot of people i Harry, let me ask you, do you believe tax rates are going up, going down, or staying the same over the future?
0: I'd have to say, say they're, they're going up.
1: up. They that like I said, one thing if you want to invest in one thing that's sure that's go sure to increase Go up, (laughs) it's taxes. So, but at at the same time, um, my best advice is to be in front of a knowledgeable knowledgeable advisor who can help you explore your overall short term and long term uh, retirement objectives. So, this is just one example of how people can be led astray. By, you know, hey, you're going to retire on a lower tax rate. So they shovel all their money into the IRA side when I believe you should diversify your tax obligation. And, and you know, that's another podcast mm-hmm. is, you know, our tax control quadrant. We don't want to shovel all our monies. Yes, it's important to diversify our assets, but tax diversification is important as well. So we'd want to at least employ maybe an IRA and Roth, uh, deploy assets into both tax strategies.
0: Absolutely. And I think, like you say, it's uh, everyone's different. There's no right or wrong way. Everyone's scenario is, is definitely independent to their own. So we're definitely not on this podcast to give any advice, just basically shine a big spotlight on what is out there, the myths and the lies that are being marketed to everyday people. And some of the things we've been coming up with now, I, I think we're going to get a lot of great feedback, maybe some angry feedback primarily about this stuff either just can't be true. We do definitely run into people that are very boneheaded because they've just been embedded with this false information for so long in the fact that you know traditional financial planning and, and advice you know, has been failing in the past. Um, a really good resource or something to kind of help people coach along on how we like to think about things over here is you can download one of our free guides that I think we created about five, six years ago, the 401k brochure, Phil. You can just head over to philbodine.com forward slash 401k as a free download, a nice little PDF will just show up in your email. It's about five or six pages. You can just read through that. And even that alone, will break through some of these concepts and just some of the ways that we think a little bit differently or the proven concepts of what we believe in um, on the myths and the lies that have been put out there. Phil, do, what, what's some other maybe core questions that you receive on this concept before we wrap it up today?
1: People, I believe, just need better information to make better informed Decisions going forward. Um, and uh, again, do you want to deposit monies into something that's always taxed? Or do you want to deposit your monies into something that's never taxed? Well, if, if I were to have my choice, uh, I would want all my monies to be deposited, deposited into something that's never taxed. However, if we could show a strategy for people that have deposited monies or shoveled all their monies into pre-tax accounts. If we could show them how to withdraw those monies and wash the tax or avoid the tax through other strategies, that could be a huge benefit Mm -hmm, for them. mm -hmm. So it's not one is better than the other. It's Different strategies for different people in different circumstances. Yep, and what's best for them.
0: (laughs) Well, Phil, I think, again, I think we've definitely raised a couple of eyebrows, dropped a couple of jaws on on the table with this one. Again, if you want some more information on this, by all means, you can pop over to the 401k brochure we just mentioned. But at the same time, you can also head over to philbodine.com forward slash resources. On there, you will also find a great Uh, library of videos and content, great information uh, that will also help guide you in the right direction um, on some of the concepts that we we fully stand behind at the same time. Um, If this podcast has provided great value, that you know people in your life, your family that would receive benefits from seeing this stuff, then by all means, please forward comment below, give us a share, by all means, write a review on no matter where you're watching this on iTunes, YouTube, no matter what it is, we we'll much appreciate it. And uh, the, the praise goes a long way. we really like the feedback. Phil, anything else to wrap it up?
1: No. Uh, all right. I, again, love to wrap it up uh, with life is good. Eternity is better. Prepare for both. And on that note, we'll see you
0: in the next podcast.